Vocal fam. Hello. You know what? Actually, vocal fam, if I actually like took the time to do this, I could probably even add in the theme song while Sarah and I are talking. What? Sarah. Sarah, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. What you been doing? Um. Oh, I went on a little trip this week. We went up to the mountains with some friends for a few days. Not super long. Nice. It was very interesting. I had nice. not been. It was like the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area. And nice. I had not been up there since I was a child. A lot has changed. Sarah's traveling, vocal fam. Yeah. Well, I was very... Well, sort of. Uh, I was very glad that I was vaccinated while I was up there. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Because it was just a lot. Hey, vocal fam, I found it. You found... Oh, am I going to be able to hear it? Do you have headphones on? No, I don't have headphones. That... Okay. That makes sense. Now we're just talking over the theme song. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. That's just through my headphones. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the Avengers Reality, where reality is happening around us, but we're not part of it. Feels like heresy. Feels like heresy. Anyway, Vocal Fan, that was it. Um... (laughs) Hey, Vocal Fan, let me tell you. Not to interrupt Sarah's traveling. No. <laughs> Can I just say, if it, it's just us today, by the way. Yeah. We have no guest here You're with stuck us. with us. But thank you to all of you who tuned in last week for Carrie oh Obert's yeah. monumental talk about the tongue. How about that? Right. I don't think we even knew it was going to be about the tongue. And yet. And then yet there, there we were. There we were. Also received that lovely note about the breathing episode that we just did. Oh my gosh, yes. Lovely thank you note for the breathing episode. Good that times, was good times. That was nice, Vocal Fam. It's always, listen, Vocal Fam. We're did here. you know that you could reach out to us? We exist. Either of our email addresses or also you can reach out on any of our social media. And um, But also, you know, Vocal Fam, listen, we don't talk about this much because I don't try to like get you to do things. But... If you want to hop over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. No. <laughs> that would be awesome. Maybe Where maybe leave us it? a review. I realized the other day, because I, somehow, y'all, I've been sleeping on Spotify. I get that Spotify is not a new thing, but I have started using Spotify. Spotify is not I, a new thing. I know, I know. I'm like way, 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 way behind on like just using it for my general music listening but here we are. I discovered that the podcast is on Spotify. Yes, I added it. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Many, and many years ago, in fact. I spent like five minutes trying to... <laughs> I tried to give us a five-star review. <laughs> I don't know. like that. It felt like cheating, to be honest. <laughs> um, I couldn't do it. It wouldn't let me. Probably because I don't have like premium and I was on my phone. But I tried. So we're there, too. Yeah, we're we're all over. Vocal I gave fam. it my best shot. I failed. I still don't know. I I still don't think um, I've figured out how to get us on Amazon Alexa. Like I have tried, and yeah. I th- I think Perna failed on that one. But I but have. we're all over Google we're, Podcasts, we're Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Um, there's other whole bunch of. If you listen, places. yeah, because if you listen on like your favorite little app. Um, you can you can actually even request that apps just add shows because all they've got to do is re- is grab the RSS feed. So it's 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 cool. Um, hey, uh, vocal fam. While I'm thinking about it, um, I wanted to plug some upcoming Nats stuff. Oh, all right. Uh, as a you know Natscast podcast. So you should join Nats. It's I know I got like renewal emails this week. First of all, we are in our renewal season. Um, that is true, uh, and you should uh, definitely renew your Nats um, membership. Also, yeah. while you're renewing your Nats membership, if Nats has made a positive impact in your life, maybe you could also consider an end of the year financial gift. Um, to either sponsor the new initiative of the NSA Scholarship Fund. Um, I know that there are other, plenty of other funds um, that are are up there that you can designate your donation towards. Um, the Winter Workshop is coming up in December in New York. It looks like a great Exciting. time. Nice time to maybe check out a Broadway show and learn oh some goodness. stuff and be in the city and eat a good meal and... 
New York at you Christmas know, time. New York at Christmas time. It's my it's one of my goals. I want to go to New York at Christmas time and see all the Christmas decorations. Van Lawrence Fellowship uh, applications due November fifteenth. I'm sure the intern program uh, is due mm-hmm. sometime around then. We're gonna actually be doing an episode on the intern program here in about yeah. three weeks, something like that. Um, three four weeks. I don't remember exactly the date now off the top Soon-ish. of my head. Ish. But um, lots of great opportunities, so be sure to just check out. Oh, and and also, if you haven't checked out the new Nats.org website, defo, go check out Nats.org. Defo. Yeah, you know, defo. Defo. You heard it here first. Creating slang now. We are now setting the trends. Perhaps I perhaps I only typed Defo. that. Defo. I, I don't think I've ever said that in the podcast. I don't actually. think I've ever heard you say that out loud. That doesn't mean you haven't. I've definitely typed it to you before. You probably have, and like it just never occurred to me that defo has a very <laughs> odd sound to it. Defo. I'm gonna start saying it. that's what's gonna happen though. I just made fun of you. I'm gonna start it's gonna get stuck in my head. Like also, oh, just it? while we're at the front matter, uh, also thank you to Plural Publishing, sponsor okay, of the yeah. Vocal Fry podcast, who has a lovely fall sale on right now. Wait a minute. So mm-hmm. if you go to pluralpublishing.com, uh, they have a lovely sale prices on their books. That's nice. Maybe go check out the Plural website, sponsor of the Vocal Fry podcast. Yeah, it's a good time. Some of the, the savings are like significant. Um, it's 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 worth uh, you know going back and and then you know you could go back and then you have check books. out episodes with Angelica Nair and with Lita and with Imagine. Marcy and Wendy and with Norman and Mary and all the great vocal fam who have been our plural author publisher spotlights. It's a good time. Defo. Def- oh no. It gets worse every time I hear it. I realize I said it a few times, but like it is satisfying to say. Like it feel you know, somewhere it just sound like feel it is, nice it saying. Is satisfying. But Defo. I like that bothers me because that means I'm gonna that means I'm gonna start saying it and I'm gonna get stuck saying it. I'm gonna have to break myself of it. Sarah, how are opera rehearsals going? They're going well. I mean we're so today will be interesting. They're supposed to be off book today. Oh, that's right. Today's uh, our, me- our mesmerization deadline. I probably should have waited to put in their midterm grades till today. I thought about Couldn't. that. Couldn't. That was past due. No, I thought that was the 17th. I thought it was last Tuesday. No, no. You could put their midterm. Whatever. Anyway. Their midterm grades are not due for another few days. Anyway. And I could have waited. Because I, I, I briefly considered, like, should I wait and see if they're all off book before I put in their grades? But I was like, Nah, because the chances of me forgetting to put in their grades yeah, that's right. are a lot higher than them. But so anyway, and how's it anyway, been here through these rehearsals? We're staging now, right? We are staging. and I hopped into the Beatrice for just a second the other day. Yeah. It sounded nice. Oh, it does. It sounds so good. It's really weird. Like, doing my own staging cause is, it's weird because it's just it's all for my own brain yes you're creating i know i know it's just it's so but i i I like it uh but it's weird like seeing it in my head and then seeing it in real life and sometimes it looks like i expect and then sometimes i'm like need to fix that that was an error I I did not think that one through. That's, uh, that's how this works. <laughs> so that's how this all works. that being said, like they're doing really well though. I good. mean, by and large, they're coming in prepared. That's good. They're they're picking up things quickly. Like the staging is not taking as long as that's I great. had worried it would need, which is good because I would love for them to just run. Well, run, it's not run. like you're doing giant choreography. Nope. Although today I do have to teach my um. My little Baroque dance. All right. It's going to be so special. We're, we're, we're doing the... Focal um, fam, I don't dance. We're doing the cave scene from uh, Purcell, Dino and Aeneas. Yep. Um, and uh, act, yep. Two, act Two, Scene Two. Act Two, Scene Two, it's Part like, Two? Act Two, Scene Two, Part Two? Act Two, Scene Two... Act two, scene two. I don't remember. Anyway, it's in there. Um, you but can it, find it. But uh, it's uh, you know one of the more famous sections of the, of the opera. Um, and guys, I just I don't dance, but. That's so not because the only, this was nice and baroque. That's not the only thing on our scenes program. They can but, just but, walk and like do hands in the air and stuff. And I think it's gonna be great. It's gonna, I can't it's wait. gonna be. Isn't it so exciting, vocal ham? That we're, <laughs> vocal, vocal ham. Vocal ham. <laughs> we're just taking that bacon to the next level. Vocal fam, remember when? 
<laughs> You're welcome for that. Remember, remember, uh, isn't it so nice that we're getting back to performances happening? Like It really is. Like live performances happening. And I just want to say a big shout out to all my students who are out there, my private clients who are out there just really doing some awesome stuff. I'm not going to name any names right now. You know who you are, but just some really awesome, awesome stuff going on. Lots of auditions this audition season. Some 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 really cool performances happening, and and just really really happy for some folks. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, so, <laughs> what if we had made this is totally random thought. <laughs> Imagine if at the conception of this podcast, if we had taken the whole vocal fry bacon thing and we just made it like a pork themed podcast. Nah, the vocal I'll, I'll, ham. Like, the vocal ham. No, remember, but Michael's last name was Ham, and then that, that wouldn't have worked. Oh gosh, that would have yeah. been. That would not have worked. Yeah. I just had a brief moment where I was like, "What if everything we did had like a weird like pork theme to nah, it?" Nah, I don't like and pork that got that weird. Much. I don't either. I only like I don't bacon. either. But you said vocal ham, and all of a sudden I was like, "No, wait a second. Uh, so in bed this week, um, I, I I gave their first exam. Oh. And she, so you know, vocal fam. So, so I, I lay out the course now, and and you know we do our our like. There's you the, break the, the, their brains. Yeah, because the first bit is kind of there's some philosophical things <laughs> that, that happen at the front of the course, and then we go into perception, and th- then we went into acoustics. And um, and resonance. And regi- including registration. And then that was like our first big unit. And I, like I realized that we're at midterm, like the next two units are much smaller. <laughs> Actually there's three units left, but they're they're much they're they're more truncated. And um, this is this is undergrad ped one. And um, but anyway, so I gave them their first big exam. I have a problem, Vogel fam. I write like great curves. Like every <laughs> time I actually take the time to really write an exam. Like I end up with like these perfect curves. That's and, nice. And inevitably, I think one of them ruins it with a hundred. Ooh. <laughs> uh, no, but they did. They did well. They did very well. That's they, they good. Did, they did very well. The the class. Uh, a lot of a lot. It was honestly the most difficult exam I've written in a few years. All right. Well, because like last year, I think I was just you know. It was COVID. We just and felt bad for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and it's been like a number of semesters since I was like, you know what? We've we've had a good we've had a good unit here. You should know this. We're gonna yeah, it's kind of like that, and it was yeah. probably one of the more rigorous exams I've written since you were in school. To be completely honest, I love it. And they did well. They good. did. They did well. That you know, I don't know if you do this. If any of you are are, are professors or teachers, just to, whatever. If I go back through an exam and mm-hmm. I see that like everybody was missing or the not even everybody the majority if everybody missed something they just everybody gets all the points for that yeah because that's on but but if even if the majority of them answer a question one way and it's like okay it's partially right but you've also included a whole bunch of information that is not the right answer yeah if they all did that, I view that as either a, fl- a reflection of one, a reflection of one thing. Either they studied together and they all sort of misled each other, <laughs> or I misled them in class. Well, or it could be the wording of the question, even. Or it could be the wording of the question, because honestly, until you've written exams, writing exams is like one of my least favorite parts of this job. It's one thing I'm glad I've never had to do. Um, I always hated you. All, like this was never something that happened during college for obvious reasons but you always had those teachers in high school that would make you like make your own tests like you had to come up every student every student had to contribute like three or four questions oh that's a good idea for an exercise i should do that next unit in ped Um, i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i always hated it because i was like well and some of this was just me like weird person like obviously what most people did was they really easy questions but i felt like that was somehow cheating the system but i didn't want to make them super duper hard because i didn't right. want people to fail and i was like what is the perfect balance so usually i just went with like that's multiple right. choice because that's right then at least even if the question was harder you got a one out of four chance right that's, that's right the, i also am not a big fan in general in testing of of like just memory recall stuff yeah and um i really prefer asking either functional questions yeah, that's on, that's right. You would do a lot of short answer. Or or questions that 
are more synthesis of information questions. Yeah. So, like, I find, it's funny, I find writing graduate comp exams easier easier than writing undergraduate (laughs) exams sometimes. I remember that was, like, going into comps, like, that was a very pleasant realization that it was like, no, it's not going to be some, like, 200-question exam. No, no. In fact, we actually have it's a policy. It's very short. We actually have a policy in our graduate, um, now, in our graduate comp exams that yeah. they are four between four and eight questions total. Yeah, they're not very long. And the long. entire exam is designed to be a gestalt look at music theory, music history, your area, you know. Oh, I liked all, that so much. Performance, all this kind of stuff. And and we will ask, like, for example, we might take two pe- – let me give you an example, Vocal Fam. We might take two pieces of repertoire um, that let's say that we've asked the student and we've told the, the, per- the individual that they've assigned these two songs to a, a, a student to a, a, a beginner yeah. voice student, let's say, so that then it's not that hard of repertoire. Um, and then we've asked them to talk about, and we've left all the publication information on there, who the, who the, who the composer was, yeah. this, that, and the other. And we've asked them to talk about them also theoretically. Maybe we've asked yeah, them about... Yeah, I think you about, asked, actually, just from my own comp experience, I'm pretty sure you gave us a piece and we're like, you know, you asked us to do an analysis on it I think if I'm remembering correctly might have I think it was like an analysis portion but then also you asked us to discuss like why we would assign this to a student right so that's like, the kind of gestalt thing I'm talking about what were the pedagogic applications yeah, of it yeah, yeah. I do think y'all might have taken off the composer and asked us to guess oh that's possible like that sounds like something we would do yeah. yes that, that like but that it was all kind of central right. to this one whatever piece it was but that's I think I like yeah. I, you know that seems right that's a blurry time I th- feel like you get through your comps and you're just like what um <laughs> on a totally different subject alright number of weeks ago we started talking a little bit on the podcast about like transient theory stuff and 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 I oh, forgot yeah. and I for, and, and Sarah yesterday was trying <laughs> to make globs of timbre happen okay I, we're gonna get into that in a second I did try let me say something vocal fam if if if, if if you would like to make globs of timbre happen on your own oops voce vista take a, I forgot to mention this on the podcast I actually had a sample queued up and all this kind of stuff and totally forgot take a mic if you mm-hmm. have a good mic take a good mic why I was so frustrated. I was like, I know it's not the mic. And, anyway. and in Voce Vista, record a throat thunk. Maybe record a series. That was that was your. That you was know, several. That was you know so e a a o u right. Lovely. Okay, so record a couple of throat thunks. You could just use ah, or you could even use your differences between ah and uh. Get yourself there, record that in Voce Vista video, and then zoom, and then in the time domain Oops. at the bottom of the spectrogram, Oops. zoom way the heck in. Oops. So that you're not really look because a spectrogram, vocal fam, when you look at a spectrogram normally, you normally see about 10-ish, Sorry. depending on how zoomed in you are, 10 or so seconds of time yeah. on the x-axis of a spectrogram. Then the vertical axis in a spectrogram is, is is the frequency domain. But so zoom way the heck in in time so that you're not really looking at time, so that you're just looking at your throat thunk, which I'm imagining are coming through the podcast because we now record the podcast with I some pretty so. darn good mics. I was going to say, I, I, th- I think it should, but because if you don't. Because guys, if you don't. You're just going to end up with this. Just a line. If you don't zoom little, in, if you don't zoom in, if you don't in, zoom in, fam. it's literally just a line, and you're gonna be frustrated. All you're gonna see is this teeny tiny little line, and your throat's gonna hurt because you've just whacked yourself now, in it. If you want to play around with the game that I was playing with with a looped period, you could actually record this noise in Audacity. Mm. Then take a that the. The, the audio, the wave. Yeah, the the form, the waveform, um, in Audacity, and find whatever the decay looks like mm-hmm. of your of that vowel in your vocal tract, 
cut and paste it over and over and over and over and over again in Audacity <laughs> and loop it. And yeah. an amazing thing happens because as you start to loop it, harmonics start to rise because you have periodicity. Weird. And if harmonics start to arise and you have periodicity mm-hmm. and you have you start to get a like, sound source and you start to get a voice. Except, that I think you e- did play. E- except, sort of. except, well, that I, but that was with a that was with harmonic sound happening. That was one glottal cycle of harmonic sound. Oh, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, if yeah, you just right. loop the throat thunk. Okay, okay, okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which, ha- I'm which, which up. does that have any vocal fold involvement? No. No. No, because my vocal folds yeah, are. We started phonation yesterday, vocal fam, Ooh. and we were talking about what the vocal folds were doing if you know in comparison to what we had been talking about all semester which was what the vocal tract yeah. was doing or our ears were doing and so yesterday so we're working our way in we started with ears and then we worked back to the vocal tract which like so it's kind of like the old venard video that like started outside the body and then at the beginning and then went inside the mouth and down to the vocal folds i've it's that's funny. on youtube I've, that's on I've youtube i've gotten to where like I guess because I've taught a lot of a lot of beginner students. I say a lot. The majority of my lessons have been beginner students. I would not venture to say that I've taught a lot of students. I'm not that bold. Yeah. But I have gotten to where, like, I have can, like, narrow phonation down into, like, here's a quick just, like, this is, this is the very basic rough outline of what's happening inside of you, the different ways your vocal folds might function, at, like for different sounds you're making for just either a 12-year-old or someone who's just taking voice as an elective where I'm like, okay, I need you to like have a very basic understanding of what's happening okay. for what I'm about to ask of you. But like I get that, one, you're not interested in really hearing the whole spiel like a singer isn't well they're i mean they're yes they're singers but they're not like vo- vocal performance majors well i'm i'm just talking about i guess i'm i'm thinking of the difference between anyone who's just studying singing and someone who's studying singing teaching oh yeah 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 no they're just they're just singing and be singing and again like because you know, i'm introducing these a year things. ago this would have been a 12 year old that i was right. kind of just being like hey right. here's a fun fact did well, you know your vocal folds actually kind of look like this she just did the i little, just did the, the weird wave, like the wave it, of the vocal it makes me think of like hands. a jellyfish okay i don't know why i, I don't mean, think that's how jellyfish I mean, actually well it's a fold but it's so material. like that's right wavy that's how in my head out it always of, feels yes. reminiscent it's not uh it's not very fibrous or bony it's i guess it's because like foldy. growing up my mental image of your because you always heard vocal cords was almost like two like rubber bands or something like that uh, and so then when i learned yeah. i was like whoa this is so different. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. My class yesterday um, was uh, so yesterday after the exam on Tuesday, we went into phonation yesterday, and as I was just saying, and um, yesterday we just started with uh, like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. maybe it was ten, of just I asked them, okay, y'all are singers, y'all are upperclassmen singers. Like nobody in there is a freshman or a sophomore. That's true. You've had you've had multiple semesters of voice lessons. Yeah, they're they're seniors actually. Most oh. of them are seniors. Oh. Um, I said, so what is phonation? And it's a little okay. And it was um it was an interesting um discussion. Okay. Because I wanted them to right away have a conceptualized idea about what we were talking about. Because I remember being an undergrad voice ped student, mm-hmm. and there were two things in undergrad voice ped that I did not understand, and it frustrated me. Okay. One, the biggest, was that my professor could not explain to me what a formant was. I could see that frustrating you a lot. Particularly could not describe it in a conceptual way beyond the word definition of a resonance of the vocal tract. Uh-huh. As you might imagine, this I was can... to 21-year-old Nick I Perna, am just shocked that you might have fixated on that. It may have inspired my life. God, I could see your son doing that. <laughs> Asking a question one day and just getting so frustrated. That the teacher could not could give not him answer an answer. Then all of a sudden it just became his like entire existence. Yeah, it's possible. Anyway, 
The other thing that frustrated me was that I didn't feel like I had a good conceptualized idea of what in the world phonation itself was. And that bothered me. Now, that being said, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, because this was 20 years ago, I would have been taking undergrad ped. Okay. Okay? Ish. Um... 20 years ago, we did not have the resources. That like, makes sense. I couldn't, like, with my class yesterday, we immediately went into the difference of vertical phase difference and showing them the video at okay. 6,000 frames per second yeah. between thick vocal fold contact and thin, and thin. vocal fold yeah, yeah. contact and the voice break between. Like, you know, so we imme- that's on YouTube, Vocal Fam. Um, uh, there's a nice video about 6,000 frames per second. I think it's 6,000. It might be 4,000, but I think it's 6,000 frames a second of phonation on a on a pitch glide, and and it has a break in the middle um, where the vocal folds go from a thicker configuration, mode one, chest voice. I don't care what terms you use. We do not get caught up in ch- nope. on on terminology nope, here on nope, the podcast, nope. but it goes from in the Herbst Setch model chest to falsetto or in the Heinrich Rubo model mode one to mode two or insert whatever model you whatever like whatever you use anyway it's a video you can search it voice break high speed endoscopy or whatever stroboscopy anyway <laughs> but it was it was nice right away that like now in 2021 I can show them that video I can show them other animations of, oh, yeah. of what the tissue is doing well, you know there's so many ways to now visualize what we're talking about yeah yeah that were did not exist 20 years ago or that were not as readily available well and having that makes it easier to then like find ways to express it in a much more accessible manner. Like, for example, I think, so the way I like to use is, I think it was Lee Usselton that uh-huh. first, I don't know if she's, if it's Dr. her thing. Lee Dr. Lee Usselton. If she's the one, she's just the one that introduced the concept to me when I was in PED uh-huh. of the fingers, like four fingers versus Oh, she was three, using two. that in CCM PED when we yeah. had her guest. But yeah, I yeah. love that. Because yeah. that's so easy. Like, if you're quickly trying to explain. This is a vocal fam. What, she, what Sarah's talking about. Um, I know that they teach this at Shenandoah's CCM Institute. They use the model of registration that's based on the research of Caucus Jennings at the University of Iowa. And it's the research that talks about four configurations for belt voice, belt, no, chest, excuse me, wrong word, chest, chest mix, head mix, head voice. And those studies were done using the needles, the EMG data. Um, so actually looking at looking at muscular activity. So that's another model of registration. Yeah. Uh, of vocal fold dynamics in, in terms of registration. Yeah. Um, muscle activity, what muscles were active. And they, they were looking at those for what they, th- they, those were the terms that they used in those studies. And they, they were just using a visual description of those studies by using um, two hands, sort of like prayer hands, except facing yeah. outward from the body to represent the vocal folds, and four fingers together representing um, chest, chest, three fingers representing chest mix, yeah. uh, then two fingers together representing head mix, and then one finger together representing head, head. voice, and using that as a conceptual model. Uh, and I'll be honest, in my teaching of treble singers, I do actually use that sometimes it can be like i found it particularly again when i was really teaching mostly middle schoolers and i was mostly teaching them ccm like i was mostly you know i want to start saying contemporary popular styles styles, whatever you want to call it when i was teaching that like it was such a like it was so easy and hands-on for them like they could see it they could understand it was very easy for them to quickly comprehend and you might like yes it's a very simple model of like these are four different sounds i could make and i would tell them like you know it's it, it's more like a spectrum really but like for stretch. a like 12 year old that that's like digestible yeah they sure. could take it or they could use their hands they could use and their hands and they could like do it with me and i could then use that in our lessons like and it was quick yeah, i didn't yeah, have yeah, to yeah, spend yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole cuz i only got them 30 minutes a week and 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 actually i actually used a very similar 
thing with my hands. Yeah, except you were doing. Except I usually use it more like prayer hands. Really like prayer and, hands, facing and, up. And I'll I'll use because I can curve my hand then in to more represent the three mass model, yeah. so that the bottom spring at the bottom of the vocal fold contact area is already springing back before. Or oh, as basically well, instantaneously I... as the top of the folds open and then the ripple starts again. Um, this is why maybe every once in a while we should be a visual podcast. I know. There's a moment where I'm like, I'm talking about all this and I get that y'all can't see me. And I'm kind of sorry about that today. Not, I mean, I would Rarely really only want would you to see I my hands. Rarely would I ever be sorry about that. Yeah. I really um, only want you to see my hands in this situation. But, well, it just kind of depends, like, how in-depth do you want to go? Yeah, well, I don't think with a singing student, I, I think the only, okay, oh, this is a big issue. I kind of wanted to talk about today, but ooh. Yeah. <laughs> do you really want to talk about it? I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. But this is an example of this phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, okay, but before I leave the phonation phenomenon and go to this practical thing, um, uh, if you want to read more about any of this stuff, Vocal Fams, read some of the research. You know, mm-hmm. read your mode one, mode two research, your Heinrich Rubo, Rubo Heinrich, your <laughs> read your, um, read your Herbst, uh, Svetch, read, you know, read Herbst's, um, Snake Pit part one, two, three from Journalist Singing last year. Right. Great resource. Um, look at, look at the old Journal of Voice Caucus Jennings articles. Mm-hmm. They're, they're from like 2011, 2012, 2013, 14, something like that. Um, you know, look at these different models and, and, and read and, and, you know, and then, and then when I, I just mentioned three mass model. So look at some of the modeling that of phonation that, that Dr. Tiza has done at NCVS and that, and that they've done on phonation, three mass model and, and other mass models. It's a of, lot of reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and and I'm not suggesting at all, Vocal Fam, that you actually then assign that to your, like, singing students. No, no. Unless, it, like, it's trying to decide, like, do I even need to tell them this? Sure. How much do they really need okay. to know? So, like, then we get to the issue, and this is something I thought about talking about today anyway. By the way, huh, Vocal Fam, if you, had, if you had not figured out figured it out, Sarah and I no came plan. in with no plan. Um. Do you know that this is how we've always done this podcast? It really is. Sarah and I have spent about a total of 12 hours in our lives planning Plannings. this podcast. I was going to say, it usually, like, if there's a plan, it consists of a text the day before. Hey, I think we could talk about this tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So here's a perfect example of, and I will even use an exercise to demonstrate it. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Perna's not warmed up, but I don't need to be warmed up to do this. That's what warm-ups are for. Um, well, and we need to differentiate between a warm-up and a vocalese. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. In a forum post this week, there was a question about a video. And the information in the video from a science evident from a science informed perspective was inaccurate and that's true that is a true thing yeah however there were elements of the video as a singer perhaps as a singing teacher that were helpful yeah 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 and so like i think one of the things anytime you're in a pedagogy kind of class yeah or you're teaching a ped class, or you're a student in a ped class, or you're going to a workshop, or you're going to a conference to learn, or whatever. We always are walking this line, and like I know, like a lot of my colleagues like are thinking about this as they're presenting too, or they're yeah. teaching. Like we're walking this line of what is useful versus what is accurate, but maybe not as useful. Not as- and and and, uh, and well, obvious like helpful deceptions. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we do that all the time. But going like, back to going back to something Carrie said last week, mm-hmm. that quote, "I want to be effective, not impressive." Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Back a year ago, our dear friend Yvonne Gonzalez Redman shared an exercise from one of her colleagues, Sarah you know, Wigley. I re-listened to that episode this on past an, week. On an episode called Treble Middle Voice. It's a good episode, friends. <laughs> um, from, from last November. 
And she shared an exercise um, for tre- that she was using in treble middle voice mm-hmm. where they were doing five note descending scales on the colors blue, violet, and red. Love it. So they were going blue, 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 violet, 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 red, 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 except an octave higher than I'm currently singing. Um, yeah. Um, now, let's talk about this exercise. First of all, I use this exercise a lot now, and I use a variation on it very specifically to do a very specific registration thing that I can share in a second. But let's talk about this exercise. Mm-hmm. This is a very useful exercise. Okay? Yeah. It can be very useful in helping our treble voices establish differences between, if we like these terms, head voice, mix, and chest voice. Yeah. Or whatever terms you whatever prefer your terms are. to use. Are you calling it belt, whoop, timbre, whatever? Okay. Knock yourself out. Um, if you're calling it, right, whatever you're calling it. That's not what we're here to talk about. This is a very useful exercise. Now, from a perhaps not as useful perspective, well, actually, let's keep going with useful. As a voice teacher, it's very useful to know that the ooh of blue mm. encourages innately because of the acoustics. Now, yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk about the acoustics yet. It encourages uh-uh. head voice or whoop timbre yeah. as Ken Bozeman's term Be- and, and that is because of the acoustics and then violet that v- gets you toward an ah vowel yeah. violet which gets you in a very speaky place mm-hmm. which can be very useful for establishing a mix Woo-hoo. and then the word red not only and here's the other thing blue as a color is cool pastelly and cooler yeah. And perhaps even in some ways a certain type of, of uh, anyway, there's also those ideas with it. Yeah. And then red, of course, it's fiery, it's belty. It's in your face. That er, the, I like that er. Yeah, the er, the Chadley's er is The weird phenomenal. R, yeah. Um, and then the vowel itself, an open eh, is can it, really encourage oh my some gosh. nice chord closure and some nice vertical phase depth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All those things. All the things. Now, here's the question, I guess. One, as a voice teacher, you could use this exercise without understanding any of the acoustics of it. That's true. As a singer... You could certainly use it as such, right? Yeah. Now, it just so happens that this exercise kind of aligns with things that are more toward a truth, toward a truth. Yeah. Acoustically. Yeah. Because of the locations of our resonances for ooh. And that I really nice hope they can hear all the thumping you're doing. Otherwise, and our this nice, it's going to be weird. Particularly the difference between that and our nice high resonance of that musical theatery. Eh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but this is a nice example of something where we we have to be asking ourselves the questions as a teacher: How deep with that information do I need to understand? Yeah, like. How deep to have an understanding of it do I need to go? Now, so I've been doing this variation of this exercise um, in the last couple of weeks where I've been having um, my singers flip it on its head a little bit. And sometimes I'll start with red. Sometimes I'll start with blue. It depends okay. on the singer. It depend, It really depends on the singer. But the purpose of the exercise is to set up the idea that, you know, as we're going up, we're going blue, 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 blue. Violet, 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 violet. Red, 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 red. Right? Okay. okay there, there's, I like there's that. There's up the octave for all you purists. <laughs> now, and then, and then I'll take that up, except... All you musical theater treble singers know that somewhere around B5 or B4 or C5, yeah. you got to navigate something. 
Yeah, yeah. And maybe you can, de- obviously, this is like all acoustic registration things. There are ways to delay it a half step or do it a half step earlier or, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we all know this. I mean, like, a, for example, a tenor A-vowel could ter- normally turns on an F sharp classically. You could wait till a G. You could do it on an F. It depends on the phrase, the context, the word, the meaning, the emotion, the dynamic. Okay, great. All the stuff. The all approach. the stuff. But any treble musical theater singer will tell you that, yeah, there's a thing that happens in the, mid- in the middle of the staff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, for example, if you were singing, uh, what's last five years, the, the first song? Oh, was going high. Is that still hurting? Yeah, right. In the, in the middle section there, eventually you have to, that's a B flat. But when you then go up, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a different function, it shifts, right? It shifts, yeah. Yeah, it shifts. Actually, it was Dr. Usselton who first alluded that awareness to me as a teacher uh, over, like, a, de- even if over you're a decade like, ago. Oh, I'm still belting. But it's a little okay, different, right? So what I've been it's doing, a little different. So what I've been doing, Vocal Fam, is is and look, feel free to sh- steal my ideas. I <laughs> good done. <laughs> it wasn't like this was my exercise in the first place. I didn't invent. <laughs> Can you own uh, an I, I'm exercise? Just, I'm just doing a variation on an exercise. But what I've been doing is so as we're going up, let's just yeah. say let's say I have somebody who wants to load too much chest in general. Okay. Then we start with blue. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. If I have somebody who wants to, who comes from classical background, who I'm trying to go the other way, I start with red, 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 red. Okay. Smart. Yeah, right. Depends, again, depends on the goal. Yeah. But as we go up, as soon as I get to E major. Yeah. So we'll start having them go blue, 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 violet, 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 red, red. (laughs) I said I didn't warm up vocal fam. You're also uh, not a true... Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll have them go, red, red, violet, red, red. And I'll sub the top note okay. for the color. So I'll switch out the word. Yeah. Right. And then we use that to educate the registration of just the like, sound. Just hey, by the way. Right. And I mean, in a way, we're just using active some sort of active vowel substitution or modification or sound substitution or whatever. Yeah. But I also think it's a way of educating that the color itself is is shifting too. Yeah. And again, it, I don't use that half step as a rule. It's not like Pern is trying to create some acoustics rule that... You have to do this, no, this y'all, look, pitch. Look, it's, it, actually, I kind of prefer if they can take red, red, red up to C sharp. Do it. But they ain't going to take it higher than that. Do it. In a rare case, they're not going to take it higher than that. Um, and and think about it, actually, because this it's the same thing. Yeah. At least I'm convinced it's the same thing that happens to tenors when we're crossing our high C. Oh yeah. As a tenor, I can take the normal vocal fold configuration that I can sing. Yeah. My higher range with. Yeah. Up to about the same threshold. But when I cross somewhere C-sharp to D, I am no longer mm-hmm. actually singing phonational, phonationally. 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 Um, ooh. We're making up all kinds of words today, friends. That is defo not a word. Oh, no. It came back. I mean, I knew it would. But it's the the point is the airflow configuration at the glottis can no longer remain the same. It has to change. There is an upper threshold that has to it has to change. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to use a word in there. But you don't want to tell the student. Like, you can't say to the student, now, friend. I don't need them to understand. I kind of want them to understand what's happening registrationally, though. Well, yeah. Like, as a singer, I want them to understand as they cross that. I just mean you're not saying, oh, well, you can't. The airflow has to change. But I'm just saying that. No, I don't don't say anything about airflow. Yeah, exactly. No, uh uh-uh. But, yeah, I get wanting them to understand, like, hey. If it lacks airflow, I might have them all of a sudden, before they do, go like. Or if it does. Yeah. You know, whatever. But that's a different different issue to me. Um, But. But just to set them up, you know, and I'm I'm gonna do this an octave down, Bogle fam. Sorry, it's early on a Friday morning. Blue, 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 blue. Violet, 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 violet. Red, red, violet, red, red. Yeah. And I mean, just that substitution. 
I have found it just kicks that change into the right place. Well, and I think doing that probably makes it easier for students to take that concept and apply it to a multitude of songs rather than so often just being like, I learned how to sing this note in this song. Because then I can say, hey, that needs to be more violent. Yes. Or that needs to be more red. Yes. As opposed to, I feel like so often, like we work on songs and we fix them up that like, it's so, it's easy. This is more speaking to myself that for a long time I got trapped in the like, I do this for this song to make this phrase rather than here's a concept that can be applied to across a whole host any of song or anything that happens like this. Right. But now we still go back to the idea that then there are things about that, that if you did understand the underworking principles, it might make you a better teacher faster. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's is like a, someone wrote an article on it's, that. It's like there's there's people working on like presentations about that very concept yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a thing. Maybe we maybe we, there's some some people wrote this article this one time. Anyway. Anyway. So um it's uh so that's a good thing. Hey, so apparently Doctor Who trailer today. Apparently I'm ready. we're getting a trailer today. I'm ready. I'm so ready. That's what I hear. Anyway, that was it for that subject, Vocal Fam. I'm moving on. We finished that. It's time for pop culture stuff. Perna Perna needs to actually go do a thing here in a few minutes. Oh. (laughs) Um, uh, Doctor Who trailer, hopefully today. I hope. It's supposed to be today. They they said it was today. I finally watched that Discovery trailer and like... Yeah, Star Trek Discovery starts November 18th. We have so much coming up in the Hawkeye. Of, like, you the hot Hawkeye new trailer yesterday. No, there's I a didn't. new Oh, there's a new <gasps> Hawkeye trailer. Yes. Is it, does it make me just as happy as the previous one did? Oh yeah, it's great. Oh, I'm so ready. I, I couldn't watch know, it after this. They're gonna launch two episodes on November twenty fourth. <gasps> two episodes. So much is two, happening in November. Like, like, but but who in the world thought that Hawkeye was going to be our Hallmark Christmas movie I'm of so, the MCU? Do you know how happy that makes me? And yet I, it somehow makes perfect sense. It does. Hawkeye is sort of the hallmark Avenger. You know what I mean? Like, like if the... He if owns a farmhouse. If the Avengers are... Mm, I more mean, like, if all of the Avengers are different movies, right? Like, different genres, different levels of, like, criticalness. Hawkeye, bless his heart, he's a hallmark movie <laughs> of an a, Avenger. He's a small-town uh, romantic who the is helping the... The plot's not quite as much there. Who's helping the troubled uh, urbanite uh, settle down in a new city. Yeah, and well, and just like he shoots arrows he shoots and he arrows. shoots them real good and close to the heart yeah <laughs> so i'm super excited though for this show and so many things that are dropping between october end of october yeah doctor who premieres doctor who. october 31st doctor who flux i have a feeling flux is the name of the entire series I buy that. I don't think it's the premiere. I think it's going to be like, whole, I think it might even be that. like Flux Part 1, Flux Part 2, Flux Part 3. And I don't know if you saw this, but they announced yesterday that originally they were going to have different writers per episodes. Yeah. Chibnall wrote every episode. So this is literally. So it really is the like, what really we're saying is, he needs to do two-parters. This is a six-part. Good. This is Maybe a, this like. This is a six-part movie. I would I love for this to really just finally shine as like what he's. Capable From what of. I'm reading in the rumor mill, this is hardcore Santarin war stuff. Ooh, Santarins. That's um, it's been a while. Um, and they were goofy last time. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is like oh, Santarin cool. warmongering stuff. Yeah. Hawkeye's gonna be a Hallmark Christmas movie. We got the Eternals we coming find out soon. Eternals in like a couple of weeks. That's so close. We've got uh, Michael Burnham finally taking the captain's yes. chair here in Discovery. So many things are happening, guys, in the pop culture. If you world, didn't if watch Star Trek Lower Decks this season, way better than the first season. Oh, and the first see, season was I, good. I haven't watched because oh, I heard the first season was sort of like. Oh, oh I, I I need to watch that. Like I thought this second season of Lower Decks was. Excellent. You know, but that's so often I feel like Excellent. with shows kind of like that Star that are more comedy esque. Well, that too. They're like oh, first, with comedies in general. First yes. seasons. You have to write the characters. You don't yeah. know how to write the characters. You, it, they have it's to just find, like this podcast. They have to find themselves. Well, I don't know if we found ourselves, but oh, no, the writers. I, I have ex- I have like an existential like crisis every few days, just like total like questioning of my life, my voice. My we'll talk tra- about that next in a trajectory. Coming like, 
it's it's constant is, is that your 20s is it's like is your 20s just like an ongoing existential crisis i keep thinking i'm gonna figure uh, it out kind of is it just the rest of your life some of us just go back keep kept going back to school in our 20s and so uh I mean, <laughs> guys <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that wasn't what we were going to talk about today. Nope. So look, there's a lot of good pop culture stuff out yeah. there. I'm looking forward to Lots seeing to the apparently terrible version of Doom that's going to launch on HBO. Oh, Doom or Dune? Dune. D-U-N-E. See, I'm excited for Dune. Jamie and I well, are so apparently pumped. apparently it is a shot-for-shot remake. Oh, no. We were going to go see it in, in and the theaters. And he was just so, with Timothy Chalamet. why? Come, come to my house. Watch on the 70-inch. Okay, well, because some of us free. don't have the 70-inch. Yes, but my house does with okay, sound bar okay. and 70-inch. Okay. There was a reason we bought the 70-inch. I, I can get on board with that. What do you think we're going to do for The Matrix in December? I'm excited for that, too. That's what I'm excited I'm for. I'm excited for that, too. I'm excited for both. Because Dune... Because that Matrix Y'all, I have was... tried to read Dune four or five times now. I have yet to succeed. Speaking of reading, we hear you, Vocal Fam. We know you want us to review Foundation. Oh, yeah. We we are clear. It has been made it. abundantly clear We've to heard. us that we need to review Foundation. And we will find a way. We are going to find a way to get an Apple TV Plus subscription and review Foundation for you. Yep. It may be over the break. Yeah, not gonna let's lie. Be let's be real. Like, it may be... It may because be a, what we're going to do is we're going to get that trial... And um, we're gonna get the trial. We're gonna get that. And Apple we're gonna TV binge Plus it. Trial. And we're gonna binge we're it. We're gonna have to coordinate that. And then we're gonna also watch the two seasons of Ted Lasso, so we can. Basically, so it's gonna be the break, basically, because that's uh, all that's we're gonna be doing is, I guess, watching TV. At. Yep. Uh, We've well, accepted uh, it. Anyway, uh, wrong all right. With that. Well, uh, more from us next week. Yeah. We have um, actual. You get to listen to some other people too. We have Emily and Elizabeth from the Voice of Community. Yeah. Literally from the Voice of. Uh, on the on the on the podcast next like week, um, and looking forward to their uh, hearing more about the commu- online community that they have created and and, and cultivated, um, and uh, that'll be next Friday. That, is that right? The twenty second? Yes. That sounds right. I think that's right. I hope it's right. We hope it's right. And um, who knows? I don't, I, I'm excited for the Doctor Who trailer, which, God, is it online right now? I mean, Have we missed it? I, uh, can is I it just, happening? Vocal fan, before we sign off, can we just see if there's a Doctor Who flux trailer? Let's see if BBC has dropped it. Trailer. That's the nope. nope no, it's nope, still, they've nope, still got their nope, It's Coming nope, stuff up. Nope. Nope. Oh, well. Not yet. So it's coming. We'll try again later. Anyway, Sarah, breakfast, quickly. Oh, uh, I had one of those little Chobani, like, flips. Oh, yeah. yeah My yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. likes those. It's a throwback. My daughter's yeah. a fan. My yeah, they're really fan. good. I mean, they're pretty desserty, but my they're son, great. My son gets his second vaccine shot on Tuesday. <gasps> Yay! Very happy. Very happy. Okay. Um, and excited about that. Um, my, my wife and I, my wife and I, have both received our boosters. Um, so we are super powered. Um, and uh, just be bopping along with that Johnson. Three Johnson. quarter, three quarters of the family vaccinated uh, hey. here next Tuesday. So we're Very excited exciting. about it. Yeah. Very exciting. All right, that's it for us, vocal fam. We hope you are safe and secure and doing awesome and yeah. and maybe doing some singing. Go Halfway on. through the semester. Go on, and do some singing. Oh, Go on, and do too. some singing. Sang. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Peace out. <laughs> Bye.